Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 124. 124. All right, let's get right into it. We got some interesting stuff going on this oh, you week. Ain't, you ain't taking no time. You ain't even warming up. No, nah, man. You got to get into it. People got things to do, man. They're going, <laughs> they're going to work. They're doing stuff. They're working out. They want to get right into the meat and potatoes, so we will. There you go. You know, and we'll get right into that WAP when we start it off. You know that what that means. ass pussy. You got to get in there. <laughs> got to get up in there. All right. Um, <laughs> here's a question for uh, just in general. Are you empowered or are you influenced? Right. Um, the reason why I asked that question is because um, there is an article I read and I also seen that WAP video and it's called wet ass pussy. Right. <laughs> OK. Now in the, re- in the, ed- the, uh, the radio edit is uh, wet and gushy. You want some wet and gushy. <laughs> mother lovers want to. You know how they, uh, when they fucking bleep out shit on like TNT. Like, you mother lover. <laughs> mother trucker. You mother trucker. You trying to get up in that wet, gush, gushy, gushy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. The article is from Complex. said, why Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's empowering anthem uh, WAP is so important. Right. And this is, this is written. This is the problem with um, just in general with people who write these columns it's very biased but it says the fun house of wap features stone water fixtures that sprinkle water from their breasts there there are butt-shaped wall fixtures that bounce when you pass by as cardi b and megan the stallion prance around the mansion in glamorous one pieces and matching updos they quickly release realize the house itself is charmed with magic tigers and cheetahs it's just so it's a clusterfuck. Anyways, demonstrating her sex, her sensuality, Cardi B sings, I'm said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. The rest of the video flashes back and forth between scenes of Cardi B and Megan serenading each other and a snake pit harmonizing in a fun room and performing solo dances to their lairs before they are joined by other women who are unapologetically themselves. WAP is the epitome of female empowerment. Okay. Uh, here's my deal. Is that, that's a complex article. That's a complex article. Let yeah. me let me go ahead and and just go. All, let's take it all the way back because the the common uh, argument is why are men? Do have anything to say? You know, they was doing this and that. Let me be very clear. That shit. That music in the '90s with Snoop Dogg and all them. That was motherfucking rape culture. Okay, I'm gonna keep it real. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't no fun if the homie can't have none. Everybody knows the words to that song, but the the bottom line of that song is motherfucking. Uh, uh, ain't no fun if my homie can't fuck you too. That's rapey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's rapey. Snoop Dogg literally got a song called "Bitches Ain't Shit But Holes and Tricks." Yeah. That's that's not cool. Like. That's terrible. That's toxic. And this WAP song, this shit is toxic. Cardi B is toxic. Made the Stallion is toxic. This is all toxic. All of it is. Yeah. All of it is. And the reason why I say that because the shit that was going on in the early 90s where men was stepping on women and treating them like shit, there's a whole historical context that this comes from. I think that had men learned to respect women a long time ago, we wouldn't have no Made the Stallions and Cardi B's. Yeah. Had men learned to not... Had men learned to respect women and treat them the right way in business settings, uh, not there are women that got degrees and went to businesses and the dude was like, hey, hey, make my coffee. Had men not did that shit, there would be no reason and there would be no there would Cardi B and motherfucking Megan Stallion would not exist. Mm-hmm. Period. And toxic masculinity created Meg Stallion and Cardi B. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's um, 
we talked about this idea before, but it's 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 kind of a rebuttal, right? Or a, a exactly. rebellion, exactly. Against, um, a response, you know. They they it's not necessarily empowering, but it it is kind of a a, a rebellious thing. Or they them taking their um the their sexuality or whatever right. into their own hands, right? I don't think that's empowering though. I don't I don't see how. I don't see what that does in the real world. You no. can't apply like wet ass pussy to, you can't put wet ass <laughs> pussy on your resume. <laughs> you want the job faster. <laughs> what positions previously held doggy style? <laughs> if you go into Pornhub with wet ass pussy on your resume, then you'll get a job, but not at McDonald's, not at, not at Walmart or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really think that this is just uh, like like you said, if Snoop Dogg, if Nate Dogg, Dr. Dre, all these people didn't, you know, Tupac wasn't pulling people's, you know, uh, bras off, tops off. Yeah. yeah. All, if all of those things weren't happen, uh, didn't ever happen. I don't think that this w- song would have ever been made, but also like the response to it. Right. You know, because right. because the 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 content of the song is not good. Like you said, Fuck it's, no. it's equally as bad as what Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, Nate Dogg, all these guys. It's equally as bad as what they did. But the only difference is that it's coming from women or female rappers mouth, mouths. Right. Yeah. Right. So in that sense, it's it's kind of empowering for them. But overall, it's just still trash. Like it's yeah, not. It's not a good song not, to me. It's I want. I'm not talking about the song. I don't want to oh. pass judgment on the song. Just okay. the content of the song is just not good. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's not anything. Like you said, I I don't want. I don't want my daughter running around singing a song. No. I don't want my nieces or you know nephews running around talking about wet ass pussy. It's just nah, not anything not cool. that I want. And also that <clears throat> people have to realize, and I think that. Some of the best artists are um, conscious and aware of their audience. 100%. And there's a lot of young girls that look exactly. up to Exactly. Um, but because there's, there's this. The hell do you is hear that? that? <laughs> the listeners, you probably can't hear Hold that. What's, but this somebody... what's this motherfucker yelling? Hold on. I don't know. This motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> God damn. He's yelling so loud. He sounds like he's at a fucking USC football game. Yeah. That's <laughs> Oh, go Trojans look at that. <laughs> that's funny. You probably like sometimes the listeners can't hear like the 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 stuff coming from outside. Yeah. But basically it was somebody yelling out there. That oh, is it that, is it that guy that's always yelling downstairs? I don't know. It's been different people walking around out here. So I don't <laughs> what, know. Did he, what did he say about Jesus Christ? <laughs> Jesus Christ had dreads. <laughs> I think you said on what episode he was you said he was like Jesus is coming back. Fear me, not the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh my god. They just be yelling the wildest stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I forgot. I forgot too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the daughters being influenced by it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um I think the best artists, they they're extremely conscious conscious of uh of who their fans are. Right. You know, somebody like a J. Cole is extremely aware that a lot of his fans are college students. 100%. You know, they're probably 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? I don't know if you guys heard that. 
that shit was loud. I think our mics picked that up. <laughs> oh my god. We need to just let this guy in. Fuck it. He come on a podcast, that'd be comedy. If this motherfucker came in here and talked on the mics, he would blow out all the equipment. He'd just blow it out. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! That's All right, so man. Funny. Let let me continue. Um, uh, right, let me finish. Oh, go part. ahead. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So a guy like J. Cole, you know, he's extremely aware that it, you know a lot of his his uh, his fan base is college students, right, uh, right, early twenties, right. uh, late teens. Um, same with you know like a Kendrick Lamar. He's he's extremely aware that you know the music he's putting out is um, going to be listened to by a bunch of young kids in Compton. Right. And a lot of the, you know, the other artists that are, you know, uh, that have a, a, a strong message in their music. So or I say that to say that uh, uh, people of all ages listen to hip hop. So there's going to be a young girl. She's probably 12 years old listening yeah. to Cardi B and Mega oh, Stallion yeah. talk about wet ass pussy. Of course. So it's just like I think that it's um, up to them. And if if they do want to hold this um, standard of being empowering or whatever, right. um try to put better content in the music. Right. You know what I mean? I think that talking about how wet your vagina is is not empowering to a 12-year-old not at girl. All. Yeah. Not they, at all. They need, to, they need real-world applications. That girl needs to know that when she graduates, how to <clears throat> how to become financially independent, right? You know, and they all and Meg is in college. You know what I mean? Yeah, like why yeah. why doesn't her um, her music reflect that? And she even mentioned something in the song about her being like, you know, pussy so good you can pay my tuition, some something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but why isn't that at the forefront of the music? So that what I'm saying is that all that all comes back to this idea that it's just a rebuttal to 100%. all the standards that men have placed on women um, in this entertainment industry instead right. of actually being empowered. Real empowerment is um, moving the way you move. Yeah, moving in in independence. You know what I mean? We're not Facts. when when we um, what we talk a lot about is especially on this podcast is not being influenced by outside noises. Right. If there's a podcast that's, um, they, they're doing the trendy stuff and, you know, yeah. they're always trying to, you know, search for the headlines and not really dissect them or, you right. know, they're just talking out of their ass a bunch of times, a lot of their podcasts. Right. We try to steer away from that. So I feel like whatever they're doing with this music, they can do the, you know, they have the opportunity to do right. the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my take on it is, is exactly uh, what Keith's talking about. Also, um, if you're if you if first of all, in regards to empowering women, like, for example, like the way a man would empower women would be to be a good father. That's one way. Be a solid example. Like if you got a daughter, she needs to see you being uh, the first example she's ever going to see and um, treating her mother with respect and not running out trying to fuck all kind of women and shit. Yeah. That's one way you can empower women. That's one way. Another way would be like me and Keith talked about, like going to the LA Sparks games, like WNBA games and buying season tickets. Yeah. Um, like real things, mm -hmm. but like a song about wet ass pussy. Is that something to really hang your hat on? I like, think, not to cut you off. Uh, I want you to remember your point, but mm -hmm. even what Kobe Bryant did for his daughter, right. I think that was extremely empowering. hundred percent. Just showing them that they can be, um, you know, top tier athletes as well, not 100%. just across the board, because obviously so women's soccer and tennis and stuff, but 100%. just in the, in the basketball world where my, there's Michael Jordan's, LeBron's and Kobe's. And, right. you know, he was able to uplift his daughter to be, you know, just as popular as some of those some of those guys. So, right. A hundred percent. 
And the thing about it, too, man, is like whenever you have an opinion and, and, and the topic is women, then it automatically you'll be labeled as misogynistic or you should have no opinion. What about all the men? It's a bunch of what about isms. And let me put this to rest real quick. The shit that men was doing to women all this time is toxic. Bottom line, mm-hmm. not respecting women in the workplace, calling them bitches and hoes, um, having them in rap videos, twerking, all of that for all these years. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned before, had men actually respected women, there would not be any Meg the Stallion or Cardi B. So it's based off of that. And what's crazy, too, man, is you look at the, the video mm-hmm. wet ass pussy and it's like, yo, is this a goal in life? Like if your pussy not wet, you need to go see a gynecologist <laughs> or a therapist. Some I don't know if it's your... mental or whatever yeah. it is, but. That's like, can you imagine somebody coming out with a song called "Big Ass Dick"? <laughs> Got a big ass dick, uh, big ass dick. Like, can you imagine? Like, oh my god, this is so misogynistic. Got a big ass dick. It's hard and veiny. Got a- <laughs> <laughs> that's a nasty song. It is nasty, but it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, right. And guess what? I'm complicit in this because when I heard Nate Dog come on, cause you gave me all your pussy and you even licked my balls, I knew all the words to the song. Yeah, all the words to the song, and so did you, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we watched these videos in the '90s where men were being disgusting, even uh. Uncle Luke being disgusting, all these dudes doing all this shit, and it was somewhat appropriated in culture because men did it, mm-hmm. and now women doing it. But they they just what they're doing is they're repeating toxic shit. Yeah. What I don't what I don't like is masking it, masking it, masking it as empowerment. Yeah. That's the only problem I have. Yeah. If, if that's you where I'm at. if you want to do toxic, nasty shit and your pussy's wet, that's great. Wet pussy's good, by the way. But if this you if you <laughs> if you want to do that, cool. But don't act like it's empowering anyone. You yeah. cannot take this song out into the world and do anything. You cannot go into a real establishment half naked with your titties out. They will not give you the fucking job. Yeah. It's not about holding women to a societal standard. It's about recognizing the nonsense that happens with men and women. This is nonsense. That's what this shit is. For for all for the the people that don't necessarily agree with what what we're saying, I just want you to think about how how um how <laughs> often sex is in your life. Right? Too much. You know, I I don't not even the sex like in on tv and entertainment i'm talking about like how often are you actually having sexual intercourse true if especially if you're single it's probably <clears throat> it's probably not that often you know it depends on you know how uh somebody listening you speak, are somebody's listening speak, speak for, for yourself Keith. i get it in <laughs> i got a wop <laughs> <laughs> i use my wop every day for breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> yeah but you know, even you know, married people and whoever, if you have a girlfriend or whatever, whatever your situation is, right? Sex is just a, a fraction of our life, right? right? Right. Even if it's even if you do have sex every single day, it's still a, f- a small fraction because right. it's twenty four hours in a day. Right. Most dudes out there is one minute chumps, so you know they go yeah. <laughs> three strokes and they're done. Right. So um, can't handle the wop. <laughs> <laughs> Drowning in a wop. Uh, but but even that, you know, it's just a, a small fraction of your day. So the the weird part about it is why do they put so much stock into this uh, the sexual aspect of this video right. and, and, and think that that's empowering? 
It's so not. after you're done having sex, you have to go out into the real world. A hundred percent. You gotta you gotta earn a living. 100%. You gotta raise your kids. You gotta you know um, heed to your you know your partners, your relationships, your family, and stuff right. like that. So just sex is just a small fraction of what you're what you're actually doing in life. And yet we want to put so much stock into someone talking about wet ass pussy and thinking that's supposed to change the dynamics of women in history. It's like, that's not, no, that's not real. Now at one time when men, when, when men went off to war, women were the ones that were creating everything at that time. Yeah. They were making, making planes. And Mm -hmm. that's like, that's women's empowerment where the whole country had to lean on women. Yeah. Women were like in these big, uh, uh, these big factories making everything. I don't know. I can't give the specific, you remember the, the time frame? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I do. I remember like around that same time. Um, just that's when the whole feminist movement kind of like, popped off, but yeah. like in a real, real in a real way. way. Yeah, because women were women held this country together. That's yeah. real women's empowerment when women actually hold the whole motherfucking country together because yeah. they have. I don't think a woman's strength in 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 history can be questioned. But I think that when you're somebody like Meg Meg Thee Stallion or Cardi B, you're pandering to an oversaturated narrative Mm -hmm. because they're selling sex everywhere. When you watch a car commercial, they got a girl with huge tits in there. Come on down and get a car. It's like, damn. Then you watch a burger. You watch a Carl Jr. commercial. She's eating a burger, but she got ketchup and shit dripping all over her titties. Yeah. Then you watch a motherfucking rap video. Obviously, it's sex in there. Then you got the WAP video. Then you got everywhere you go, they are using sex to influence you. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a man and just as a, in general. Now, let me be clear. I haven't always been this, you know, boring 35-year-old guy. Okay, Daddy but, used to have titties all up and down this timeline. Oh, my God. I'm talking about uh, just titties galore. <laughs> I, I was following a page like I love big booty Latinas and uh, thick, <laughs> thick black women and all kinds of shit. Facebook will snitch on you, too. Oh, my God. Eddie likes big booty Latinas. Eddie likes white girls with big ass. <laughs> yeah chocolate bunnies just all kinds of shit and and i was a part of it because sex had influenced my mind so much yeah. that i didn't realize how bad it really was making me look and how much it was distorting my reality yeah it shit ain't good that's why i was telling i've mentioned it before i've gotten rid of all them day naps all that shit that yeah the tender i got rid, i got rid of all of it because it distorts the way that i look at women mm-hmm. i don't want to look at women as pieces of pussy yeah, I want to look at women as like, hey, she's cool. She's a funny person. She has a good personality. Because yeah. when you when you're swiping across somebody, you're just looking at titties and ass. You're not really looking yeah. at, oh, I think she'd be a cool partner, or she's just a female, or she's just a woman. Yeah, right. Because there's some people that don't even, you know, they don't put much stock into how they look. They just want to get a nut off. So That's it. Hey, swiping right. They just swiping. They swiping on everything to yeah. increase their chances. I remember my 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 roommate from college. He would yeah. he would just be. I would be like, dude, what are you doing? And then, you know, twin, tin, Tinder runs out after you swipe so many times. Right, 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 right. So he would just be going. I'd be like, dang. And yeah. he wouldn't even be paying attention to that. Right. He'd be watching TV and just swiping. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's And that that's very unhealthy. So if something like that is unhealthy where you, you're looking at women in a certain light and you know that that shit's unhealthy, how unhealthy is it? And just in regards to women, if you constantly beating them over the head with sex, like yeah. if you look at if you look at Instagram, whether it's the fitness industry all these fitness models, they all got one thing in common. They are always half naked. It's because they're sex. they're pandering to an oversaturated narrative. Yeah. Even like, okay, this is the subtopic, but people that do things that are problematic towards their relationship. 
Like, for example, you got a girlfriend or a wife or whatever. You guys could be happy, whatever. But then it's like a lot of women feel obligated to go to social media and have their titties out still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, to be honest, if if I as a man say, dang, like, I don't really like that. Now I'm being like, you're, you're in controlling what she, you know, you're, you're controlling mm-hmm. what she's wearing, what mm-hmm. she's doing. Let me be clear. I don't have the right to tell women what to wear and what they can and cannot do. So let me let me make sure that's known. I don't I'm not trying to tell women what they can and cannot do. But as a human being and as a man, I would feel bothered if I go down the timeline and I see a bunch of dudes hardened pictures of my girlfriend's tits. Yeah. It would make me feel weird. Like what would be comparable for that for us? Like what? Being on Instagram with your shirt off with some fucking gray sweats and no mm-hmm. drawers on, your dick prints all out. Imagine how that makes your girlfriend feel. Yeah. She's gonna be like, what the fuck is this freak show going on? Yeah. So just the oversaturation of sex is distorting us. It's making us think that something's empowering when it's actually problematic. Yeah. And you can you know, the the liberal argument is always to justify right. like the the opposite of what conservatives want to happen in the real world. Yeah, so, it's just a, just a uh, yeah. what do you call that? A uh, polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could tell, you could tell uh, the tone of these articles once you start to read them. Yeah. Yeah. And they use the word conservative in there. So. Oh yeah. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Not only that, but um, you can tell when something is male bias or female bias. Yeah. Right. You'll be reading mm-hmm. through it. And my thing is, is the reason why I don't feel that my my opinion or my perspective is biased is because the, at the top, I held men accountable. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it would be it would be my opinion wouldn't mean shit if I just talked about Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B about what they doing. But I'm ignoring the fact that for many, many years and for many, many centuries, men have disrespected and devalued women. And now when this happens, this created this, though. Yeah. Like we've already talked about that. Just like, for example, the only reason why I like Black Lives Matter and all that shit and the Black Panther White all exists is because black people were not treated with respect. Yeah. That's it's why a that's, it's a rebuttal. It mm-hmm. is, it's, it's an extreme response. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Had yeah. had people learned to treat some everyone equally, it would not been no Black Panthers. It would not yeah. been no fucking Black Lives Matter. That's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I don't know how much we got left on this. Mm-hmm. All we can say is this. Look, uh, uh, I will, I'll leave with, with this. It doesn't matter what you do. If you feel it's empowering to be twerking and having your ass out, your titties out and all that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Because as a man, I don't have the right to tell you what you can and cannot do. I just I just want to shed some light on the fact that you need to think, are you being influenced? Or are you being empowered? Yeah, because those two things are not the same. Yeah. Also, um, in the article, if you guys want to check it out, it's on complex.com. Complex, yeah. In the article, um, it pulls, I don't know if it's this one or the other one, but it's it was it's also another article um in a different on a different blog. Right. But um it talks about some of the um these politicians that were also chiming in on it and basically there was yeah. some that was saying and these are women by the way, they're saying yeah. that um this this video set women back a hundred years and, yeah. you know, basically kind of saying our argument, um, but, you know, putting it in, in different terms, That's but these are just a little bit extreme. Though. Yeah. They, you know, they're, they're probably for the sake of conversation, they say that extreme version of whatever they were meaning to say. Right. Um, but I just, I would just say that to say that there are women that were also feeling 
the yeah. same way. So, you know, yeah. it's not just men up here just talking. A hundred percent. Not only that, too, we still have to realize there's a certain level of bias that exists within women as well. Because if you got two attractive women like Cardi B and Meg, Meg Thee Stallion, even if their message may not be great, there could be women that just are not uh, as, I guess, uh, uh, physically pleasing and they may be a little jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that jealousy does exist also. I'm not saying that the 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 the, the, the politicians that said it were jealous. They could be having an objective opinion, um, but multiple things can be true as well. Um, yeah, that's just my take on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching gears, there was a 16 year old uh, girl named uh, Zoran Santos. Uh, she was selling flowers, and she was cited by. Uh, the police. So let me unread that article right here. Um, uh, Bakersfield. This happened here, obviously. Um, last week, 16-year-old uh, Zoran, Zoran Santos was selling flowers near intersection of Harris Road and Gosford when she issued when she issued an infraction for not having a business license. Some witnesses were angry and recorded the incident, saying Santos should not have gotten in trouble. But city officials say it's a matter of public safety. Permits kind of help navigate some of those rules and regulations for businesses. And that way they know where they can be, uh, where safe places and where they can't be. So they don't endanger themselves or others, said city public information officer Joey Joe Conroy. All the all street vendors are required to have a business permit and operate businesses within approved areas. Santos said. She started selling flowers to save up money for college during COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, here's my perspective. We got a lot of things going on in the world right now. And I, and I know it's not um, um, legal, I guess, but don't you got something better to do, man? Yeah. Don't you got something better to do than to bother a 16-year-old selling motherfucking flowers? It's already hot outside. We're dealing with COVID-19. She's trying to make some money. Why the fuck is this a problem? Yeah. It's really annoying, man. Oh, these street vendors, they need to have permits. Look, man, not everybody has a permit, man. They don't. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see how it's hurting people. Supposedly, it, it's hurting businesses that have their permits. That's stupid. It's like, come on, man. Ain't nobody. She's not competing with anybody. Nah. There's a 1-800-Flower over here off of Truxton. I'm sure that business isn't suffering because this little, you know, this little girl, saving, 16-year-old girl is saving up money to, to go to school. Yeah. It's not interfering with anything. Nah. And, and also, what about um, <clears throat> all these little um, Girl Scouts selling cookies? Yeah, do they have a fucking yeah, permit? Yeah, they got a permit every time they posting up outside of Walmart or whatever store they're in front of? They sure the fuck don't. Of course they don't. It's just it's just the perception of it. Yeah. When, a, when a Hispanic girl sit, you know, sitting out in the hot sun and selling yeah. flowers, she's viewed a certain way versus right. that same little, you know, white girl that's selling peanut butter cookies or Right. Yeah. Yeah, and some people say, "Well, the rules are the rules and that's the way they are." And then, you know, if, if they if they don't want to play by the rules, then so and so and it's like, "So you mean to tell me you could walk door to door selling them motherfucking expensive ass motherfucking cookies?" <laughs> right? <laughs> but somebody selling flowers and they're not bothering anybody, they're mm-hmm. going to get shit for it. I just, I think, look, I don't like to, you know, call people out on racism and stuff. I really don't like to get into that too much, but that could be an element to this. Yeah. You see a young brown girl that's 16 years old selling flowers, and this is happening a lot, man. And it, what's weird is what you got to realize is these people 
are not trying to take business from anybody. It'd be like the the uh, the Elotero man or, mm-hmm. or whatever, selling corn or whatever. And it's like, bro, this is just a person that's trying to sell what's on their cart and they go on home. Yeah. And it's like, you got to have a you have to. It's weird how you could sell food items door to door, which are cookies, but you can't sell food items without a permit. And it's food. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to. I'm just. I'm lost, man. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, dude. Yeah, it's it's. They just they like to pick and choose um, who they're. I guess attacking in a sense. Yeah, that's because it's just like that. We um we made the point earlier that um what about the people that are on Etsy or the people that 100%. are on eBay, the people that are on OfferUp or whatever? 100%. Do they need sellers permits? Do they need business licenses Mm-mm. to sell their laptop? No, exactly. So it's like, why? Why is this? I think it. If if it was a thing, if they really wanted to be concerned about her safety in the certain area yeah, that she's bullshit. in, pull over and give her talk to her. Right. Be like, hey, this is you know maybe you shouldn't stand in the middle of the street. You know, I would like for you. I, you know, I respect what you're right. doing, and you're trying to raise money for school. Yeah. Um, stand over here on the side, on the corner, and get your get your rocks off. I, I think there's a lot of fake concern under the guise of the law, meaning yeah. that I I can. Because we don't know what the officer or whoever, like how they feel about this. You have to realize that officers, the police officers are human beings Mm -hmm. and there's such a wide spectrum of human beings that they put on a badge. It doesn't change the the ideology that they believe in. Mm -hmm. So if they feel like this person's stealing American jobs or they're doing this and that, we don't know. That can be an element. Am I saying that's what the officer was doing? Don't know. Mm -hmm. But is it could it be an element? Most definitely. Yeah. What 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 America doesn't realize also is that we're we're not all given a fair shake. No. You know, a lot of us come into this this space, whether, you know, you come here, you're an immigrant, whether you you were, you know, brought here on a on a slave ship. We're not all given the same opportunity. So some people have to dig themselves out of a hole. And for her to be you should be. Given you should be clapping for somebody that wants to get an education. 100%. And at 16, you don't, she's not graduating school till she's what, probably 17 and a half, 18 years old yeah, or something like that. Right. So, she's getting ahead of it. Yeah. For her to start saving up money now, just selling, you know, a few flowers here and there, um, that should be commendable. I, I wish, I was hoping that somebody started maybe a GoFundMe for her or something. Right. I didn't see anything nah. online, but I think I would love, I would love to donate to something like that. 100%. That's, that's dope. Another thing too is, is I read the comments and they got my blood boiling. I was so pissed off. And they were basically, it was, it was uh, subliminal racism. Like it was really bad. It was basically these people come here illegally and then they do illegal stuff. Get, get her off the streets. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, so you, there's so much more context to that whole thing. Um, did you know how you know how long it takes for people to actually go through the legal process to from, get their green card to get their yeah to actually be a, citizenship forever? They mm-hmm. got they got they have applications backlog from the early two thousands. So first of all, the legal system fucking sucks. First of all, because mm-hmm. there there needs to be reform. Um, and another thing too is is like they want a bunch of money to come here, so they want thousands of dollars from somebody. And what's weird is is like. We created these rules and we stole this. America is basically stolen, if you really understand the historical context behind mm-hmm. it. So we stole land and created the rules, keep people out and make them pay to come in. Does that sound about right? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> pretty and the, much it. Yeah. And the thing about it, man, and look here, technically, you know, it is illegal, but 
we sit here and avoid the fact that we're not making the process any better. And then people want to provide for their family. If you knew that you could provide for your family if you moved to Canada, first off, let's, let's be clear. Let's say that Canada has zero COVID cases and the economy here is tanking, tanking, tanking. And you knew if you knew you could get your family out of America and move to Canada, it'd be Americans leaving in the droves. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'd be leaving in the motherfucking droves because mm-hmm. the health care is better, all of that. So you can't fault somebody for wanting to create a better life for themselves and then yeah. saying, you come here illegally, you do illegal stuff, get out of my country. It's like, this ain't your country, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you not know what colonialism is? Yeah. Yeah. You might just look up the word colonialism and then get back to me. Yeah. That's like me walking into like whatever. It's it's the America is just Devo. Yeah. Yeah. That's my country, punk. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> Did my flowers. <laughs> it's my wet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's rapey. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's my walk. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, this I wish the young lady well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, hopefully she can find another hustle so she can make some money. Yeah. Any girl, that's the kind of, <clears throat> you know, me and Eddie, we don't have employees or anything yet, but. Those are the kind of people that you want to hire or those are the kind of people you want to um, get into your schools or wh- wh- wherever she's going in life. Because right. if she has the the drive to stand outside in Bakersfield, it'd be 100 degrees, stand outside and sell flowers. And she may only sell a couple a day because mm-hmm. you know, we ain't around. We ain't around. Um, we're not around uh, Valentine's Day or you know, right. any really major holidays. So she's just out there, you know, selling flowers. Um, that's the type of person that you want to invest in because yeah. you know they're going to make they're going to make it. Hundred percent. So yeah, especially it's not it's not easy doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, switching gears, um, Keith had told me about a, a situation he had encountered. It just gave him some perspective. Uh, it was about the impatient uh, the impatient officer. It was off of Truxton. Yeah. What's so um, if you if you're listening, listeners, imagine. Um, you're you're driving on the street. It's probably like a three lane street, and you're at a stoplight. Um, and directly across from you in the turning lane, so um, this person is turning left. So he's crossing, and he would be potentially crossing in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it's at it's like at a yield. It's not a it's not a a, a light with a with a turn with a turning light. It's mm-hmm. one where you kind of pull out in traffic and go whenever the area is cleared. So. There's a police officer directly across from me in the in the turning lane. And um, so the light, it just turned green. And especially downtown, when the light turns green, that doesn't mean to go because right. a lot of people run lights all oh, the yeah. time down here. So um, what what I normally do is I wait a couple seconds. I, you know, I, I look around and see if the coast is cleared and I drive, I drive, but I'm not speeding across, especially when, because I was passing right by the police department. Right. So in a sense, I was taking my time. So when I finally start going and it, and it wasn't a, a crazy amount of time that had passed, Yeah. but I finally start going and I, you know, I, I gradually start accelerating. And then when I looked across the police officer was, he was, he, he was a little flustered. He uh-huh. like waved his hands and he was like, yo, like basically telling me to hurry up and, and go across the street. Yeah. And that um, 
right after that happened, I immediately called Eddie. And it, it just it was interesting because it gave me a good perspective on the temperament of a lot of these police officers that are killing, you know, unarmed men and unarmed, and unarmed women. Because if you're if you're getting flustered at the fact that someone isn't driving fast enough for you, you don't have the emotional intelligence to be right. a police officer. 100 percent. Because you're encountering so many different situations that are far more stressful right. than someone driving slow. There you go. So, you know, and it, it brings me back to certain situations with um, Breonna Taylor and, you know, uh, George Floyd and all these cases and how these cases could have been diffused so easily if right. any of these police officers had enough emotional intelligence to just talk to someone. Right. And if you were going to arrest them or whatever, just arrest them, sit them in the back of the car and go on about right. your day. But the same people that's flustered at someone driving slow is the same person that'll shoot somebody. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 100%. And, and, and this is the reason why. This is more or less is for conversation based on the fact it's not to, uh, to shit on cops. It's to give you perspective that cops are human beings. And as I've said before, when I mentioned the police, that there's such a wide spectrum of police that to say most of them are good people, that's anecdotal. Yeah. I can't, I can't say the same thing about people. I can't say the average person is a good person. Yeah, because that that's anecdote. That's that's not that's not I don't have anything to really back that up. So when you got all these different people that that take on a position so important, you have to rely on them to be level headed guys, man. And the thing about it is, is if you get a guy like me and the guy is taking a long time at the light, I'm not going to throw my hands up and trip out on him because I realize as a as a police officer, I have a response. I mean, have a a responsibility to not look or seem hostile, especially with the current landscape of the world. Yeah. I'm not throwing my hands up like, hurry up, this and that. Like the big the big bad guy with the badge. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that I'm just like you, but I have a responsibility to make sure you're taken care of. That's my job. Yeah. That's the oath that I've taken as an officer, right? Yeah. In no way, shape, or form is this an attempt to tell officers how to do their job. But this is basically to, to be a little more self-aware, Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're going off or you're a little frustrated by that, imagine if you actually come across a criminal somebody that was doing something wrong. or somebody that was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's important to react, but you can overreact and that could take someone's life. Yeah. And for, and for me, I, I, I would have it would have been that reaction would have been justified. Imagine I was just sitting there on my phone, you know, texting or something. And then I didn't see the light turn green. And then he's waiting on me to go because I have the right away. Right. But I wasn't. I was completely aware of what was what was going on. And mm-hmm. he was just just being extremely impatient. And he was the police. I mean, the police department was right across the street. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was he had a long drive or something. He was almost at his destination. Yeah. So. He's probably trying to go home. Yeah. Trying to get some of that WAP. <laughs> can't, <laughs> wait to, can't wait. Can't wait to take this bulletproof vest off. <laughs> that white ass pussy. All of <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. He's going to get Man, I'm telling you, you never know, man. You never know what people are going through, whether it's people or police officers. Yeah. You know, but I think that um, if you take on a position like that, you have to realize that there's going to be bad days. Mm-hmm. Bad days. We all have them, but it's different when you're dealing with human lives. Yeah. You got, you got, you're, you're held to a higher standard. It's, you know, and, not to, uh, I guess, to make an, a sports analogy, but sports is not necessarily like real life. There's other things going on outside of basketball, football that are more important. But um, that when it comes to, you know, these, the the best athletes in the world, the Steph Currys, the LeBron James, the 
Kobe's and Jordan's, they're all held to a higher standard. 100%. They can't have a they can't have a bad day. When Jordan had the flu, like it didn't matter. Like he still had a he, had, he still had to play the game. When Steph don't perform, when he missing a bunch of threes, they own his head oh, on yeah. ESPN. So, um, police officers the same way. They should be held to this this high standard of you got to be even kill all the time. You, you, there's no opportunity for you to be flustered at somebody driving slow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you got to be more level headed than that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's all I got on that, man. Yeah. Uh, switching gears, um, the Rock. Uh, the Rock bought the XFL for fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. and and here's the story behind it. Um, at one time, the Rock, after he had gotten out of college at the University of Miami. Um, he was playing a semi-pro ball, or it was considered professional football. Mm-hmm. It was a CFL. Yeah. And he's playing for the Stampeders, and he ended up getting cut, and he came home. He didn't have no money, all this, and then he actually ended up getting an opportunity in the WWE. Um, that's where he built his brand from there. Yeah. Um, then he became one of the highest-paid actors in Hollywood, or the highest-paid actor. Um, and it's kind of ironic that now that the XFL had went down, especially after COVID, um, he was able to purchase the XFL very cheap for fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's going to make of this, but I think it's a it's a really it's not only a success story, but it's it's a reminder to always chase your dreams, hold them as a priority. Yes, because if you don't, then you'll never know what could have been. And yeah. He talked about how it was an honor to provide um, to provide a paychecks to people to take care of their families because mm-hmm. he know how he knows how it feels to not be able to provide. Yeah. You know, he was married at the time back then and he couldn't even give his wife no money because he was broke. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about The Rock, man. He he talked to the Lakers like two seasons ago and he was telling them about his experience of mm-hmm. being broke and having and having eviction notice on his door and. You know, his family being kicked out of houses, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So this is the 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 rock. What I love about Dwayne Johnson is he's he's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. And I like being around people who've actually been through something because they have a very, a very deep story. I've been mm-hmm. through some shit myself. So mm-hmm. I could appreciate this. Yeah. I think I think it's just amazing. Um, and like you said, we tend to gravitate towards people that that have a story to tell, not yeah. the people that are that I've always had a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. Um, because the, the, the story is much more relatable for, for a guy like the rock versus, right. You know, some of the other people that are just, you know, that was given a small, uh, small loan of a million dollars and turned it into, turned it into a billion dollars. Right. Um, but no, nah, um, he, um, but yeah, I just, I think it's, it's amazing how a lot of these people, um, have built themselves and and once you when you're when you're in a position like like the rock is you almost start to run out of things to do and ventures to think do when you know you start to fill up your goals you start to check off all the boxes and i don't know what his goals were but i i i'm almost sure that they started shifting because he probably always wanted to play professional football you know yeah Yeah. yeah So you get to the CFL. It's not the NFL, but it's the CFL. Right. Eventually, like you say, you he, you get cut. But then it's like, dang, man, I just want to, at this point, I just want to be successful. I just want to get a job. You get on WWE and WWF. You're the biggest wrestler on the on the platform. And then from there, you start doing a little bit, little bit more acting. And then all of a sudden, you're the highest paid action star in Hollywood. So it's just like all these things are 
I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what his goals were, but you just start to move the goalposts once you start, you know, knocking these things off the list. But um, just, you know, to purchase an entire league is, is a huge deal. Of course. Especially, like you said, knowing where, where he come from and knowing that football was, that was the beginning. That was exactly. the genesis of, you know, of his entertainment career. So I think that's that's very amazing and commendable. And, and he got, and who knows, like, I'm thinking about, um how he was with the with the WWE and the WWF right. and how he was able to leverage his his personality um and I think he could do something similar with the XFL. I feel like these leagues especially now knowing that the NFL is they're kind of showing their true colors. They're showing that they don't really care about the athletes as far as no COVID protocols or anything right. like that. The whole Colin Kaepernick situation, if the Rock comes in and he's just like, "Hey, we actually care about you as individuals." Yeah. We're going to actually, you know, pay attention to how you guys are feeling. We're going to excuse me. We're going to have um, concussion protocols and just right all the wrongs of the, the NFL. Who knows what what could happen? I, I, I don't. And what's crazy is, is who more aware of the whole like the, the, the issues and some of the disparities that happen in football than The Rock? Not only yeah. not only did he play. But he is on a show called Ballers that deals with every one of these issues. Yeah. The concussions and drugs and steroid, whatever it is. This guy's got all this information. Yeah. So he can apply all of this to this. I think what was dope, too, is he had, you know, he has the capital to pay the $15 million. Yeah. Which is like breadcrumbs to this guy. Yeah. I was talking to to one of my my guys the other day and we we made a small investment into some into some uh some lighting mm-hmm. and some gear for for our films and stuff like that and uh we were just talking back and forth and it, it wasn't it wasn't a huge it wasn't a lot a lot of money but it was enough for you know anybody to be like dang this is this is you know can pay some bills or something but oh, yeah. but our conversation was surrounded by this idea that you know we're just so fortunate and so blessed that we're able to do this because a lot of times opportunities come um, and I'm sure, you know, you know, five, six years ago, maybe you were driving by and you see a nice car on the side of the road and you're like, dang, man, I would love to have mm-hmm. that vehicle. Or you seen a house for sale and it was like, you know, just been sitting there for years and years and years. And you're like, dang, man, like I wish, you know, I wish I had enough money to do that. But, you know, the 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 good thing about moving and, and grinding so hard is that when these opportunities do come, you can yeah. capitalize on 100%. them. So I think that's the beautiful thing about that situation. Yeah. Yeah, man. I wonder what it would feel like to, you know, in the next however many years, you know, see an established establishment here that I may like or it's about to go out of business or whatever. But I, you know, I like it. I know I could revamp it and I purchase it for like three, four million dollars, you know, and I purchase it and I bring it back to life. You know what I would do? Like, let's say, for example, there was an establishment in Bakersfield where the owners are great, but it was going out of business because they couldn't keep up with the bills, whatever. I would like buy, get a percentage of the company and keep it open. And keep the same management, everything. I would yeah. like. I would be. I would do a partnership with a lot of businesses locally, and then I would run my own businesses. You know, the good thing, and kind of like we were talking about, just because of the coronavirus and the world being shut down, a lot of a lot of small businesses are going under. Oh yeah. Um, and there's there's a theater. I think my friend Joey was telling me this, but there's a theater, um, the Star Theater down the street downtown. Have you ever passed by it? Star it's on Chester. Theater? Mm, the, what? Yeah, it's just it's like a small like indie theater. I think is it near? Sh- is it near like that little uh, that pawn shop? 
no. No, it's not that far down. It's it? probably on like 20th or something. I don't want to bore the listeners, but basically that <laughs> <laughs> that building, um, that that company, like I guess they went under. Okay. And um, I'm just saying like those are the kind of opportunities that you oh, know, yeah. we could potentially take advantage of. Like imagine having a like a small low-key theater and you have basically all the other movies, but it's more of a, a exclusive type of thing. Oh, like yeah. The seats aren't, there's not as many seats in there. You can serve know really good meals and oh, you know, yeah. it just, it'd be a you know a nice attraction for people to to come out oh so. yeah mm-hmm. and you, you think about it, like if you charge think about it too is you space it out you get some nice uh nice like seats mm-hmm. you can space seats out over six foot yeah um you could ventilate like i think like I, this is what i find absolutely fucking stupid okay movie theaters are not open right and if you say well it makes sense they shouldn't be open but people can still fly everywhere isn't flying comparable to isn't like comparable to being in a theater yeah it's the same shit the only difference is you ain't looking at a big screen yeah and you're in a smaller space so this is why like nobody has this covid shit figured out nobody knows what the fuck's going on a lot of it logist logistically doesn't make sense no or logically doesn't make sense <laughs> no so, yeah yeah that's weird i, I mm-hmm. think that with the theaters you could reduce capacity and make reservations and you know one with the ones the people that pick the reservations the soon the best or yeah. the soonest they could get in yeah but because uh, to me i think the a lot of it lies within the information that that we that we get from you know the cdc and stuff like right that. right right so it's like you can eat at a restaurant but you have to eat outside which is just like, but what? they're still within, you know, a normal range as far as like if somebody coughs, yeah. you know, it's still floating through the air. And, yeah. You know, but, it, you know, it doesn't really. This dude I know, and uh, he lives in Oakland. He posted like a picture of him and they was the bar was outside and everybody was standing right next. fucking next to each other. I'm talking yeah. about. And it's like, it's so ridiculous how dumb we are as human beings. Like, we're so free. Mm-hmm. Like, we are, we are, we're a victim of our own freedom. Yeah. Because we're standing, we might as well just like, we might as well just like, like hug each other because that's how fucking close everybody was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God damn, dude, we're never going to get past this shit. We're yeah. going to have to live with it, I guess. Yeah. There's people I know personally, I still be wearing a mask. Like if we, yeah, if we link up, I'll still wear a mask. So, yeah, I think with this podcast, to me, it's just different. We come in here and do it in studio. I'm just like, yo, if I get COVID, whatever, you yeah. know, but, and I just keep my circle small. You know, yeah. I, only thing I do is, you know, the podcast, you know, pussy appointment here and there. Uh, gotta, <laughs> you got to get that WAP, man. Um, <laughs> or like you go into the store or something like that or going to see some family. I just keep it real simple, man. Yeah. I, I can't be out doing all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just not, it's really not worth it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, they have new studies. They found out um, that you could get the coronavirus from WAP. <laughs> <laughs> The, the virus be floating in the water. <laughs> you know what's fucking hilarious about that video is the very beginning of it. There's these steps, and it was a bunch of water going down the steps. And I was like, "Is that supposed to be pussy juice?" <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said the word pussy juice in a minute. On the oh pod. man, we've been way, we was way ahead of Cardi B. Way ahead of Cardi pussy juice. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. But they know when they come here, it's all a joke. We actually respect women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, not in private. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's man. funny. All right, uh, switching gears. 
Shout out to The Rock, man. Yeah, shout out to The Rock. That was a huge buy, man. Yeah. Uh, switching gears. You don't have to be busy to be busy. Mm-hmm. Let me explain this theory. I was thinking about it one day. I was driving in my truck, and I was thinking to myself, like, if somebody called me right now, I wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah. And I wouldn't answer the phone because I'm enjoying this moment with myself. Yeah. Just because I'm not doing something actively doesn't mean I need to answer the motherfucking phone. Yeah. If I'm sitting at home watching Netflix, guess what? I'm busy, motherfucker. I'm not answering the phone Mm -hmm. because I'm enjoying this moment. Just because you are not. Let's say, for example, you you just linked up with your, your wife or your girlfriend and somebody calls you a business associate or something like that. I'm busy. I'm busy with my girlfriend. I'm busy with my, with my wife. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's more important to me than answering this thing from work. When I go yeah. back to work, I can I could deal with work then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so busy is um, it's subjective in a way. Yeah, people think being busy means you you know you build. I'm building a house right now. Let me call you back. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody from the 60s or something. Yeah, and then think about it, man. Like, busy, being busy is, like, you don't have to be doing anything to be busy. Yeah. You know, you could be chilling and, you know, you're eating some fresh baked cookies out the oven. I'm busy. These cookies, <laughs> these cookies is good, okay? Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, but I, I also think that on the... On the flip side, I think what, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't necessarily have to do with what you're doing. I right. think it's more of, I think busy is more of a mental space. Right, right, right. So right. like if, if I'm, who, who knows if, you know, sometimes I'll call Eddie, he's working out or something like that and he'll answer the phone. Like technically he's busy, but he's right. is in a mental space to, there to you the go. Phone. Great point. Um, so basically it, it, it's, it's just a mind frame, I think. Right, so, right. But I'm right there with you. I think sometimes, sometimes I just be sitting here in the office and I'll be working on something or I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm just so, so in tune with, What's you know, myself on? and, you know, I don't, I don't really have any real outside influences and for somebody to call me and kind of break that silence, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'll just, I'll just hit it Especially back. when people call you to break that silence and they always need something. Yeah. And it's, the need is coming from a place of like, I need to, to vent my problems to you mm-hmm. or I need you to do something for me. Yeah. And it's like, I just won't answer the phone. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I call people, I try to make sure it's for a solid reason. I'm either, I'm either checking on people or I have something to offer or I could tell Keith and, and not so much critique him on something, but like say, hey, look, have you thought of this? Yeah. Do you realize this does this? And he'll be mm-hmm. like, oh. And I could tell by Keith's demeanor that he's not bothered. Yeah. And, and he's not busy by the way we engage in the conversations. Mm-hmm. But I could tell if Keith is kind of like, yeah, no, that's cool. That works. Um, so and so, whatever. And I'm like, okay, this nigga getting off the phone. I just, I'll just catch him later, you know. But it's it's a certain not only the level of respect, but I realize this guy's busy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, it's hard because a lot of people in our lives or a lot of people that we communicate with, they don't have much to do. No, you know, um, a lot of people took this this coronavirus as an opportunity. They just took it as a vacation. Yeah. So everyone's, you know, extremely bored yeah. or um, a lot of people feel like they need to um, they need, I guess, a, a confirmation from you to move. Yeah. So I can give somebody an idea. I'd be like, oh, you should do this. 
And then that person will contact me at like asking for approval. I'm just like, yo, I, I gave you that nugget so you can just go out and do it. Like you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> you, know, like I, you don't need my confirmation. I'm just, no. I'm just Keith fingers. Like I'm, I'm a regular guy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm no CEO or anything. Yeah. I'm yeah. more or less, I'll be, that'd be good if I planted the seed. Now you got to make it grow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get the soil. You got to nurture it. You got to yeah. water it. That's you, you, mm-hmm. it's about you. Yeah. Like Keith knows what I'm working on. I'm not going to be too vocal about it, but I'm building a business from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So being as that is the case, I've done so much research on stuff that when Keith will be like, hey, so did you think about this? And I'd be like, yep, I already got that. I thought mm-hmm. about that. I've watched this on YouTube. I've done this. I've done that. And I still don't act like I know it all because I sure as fuck don't. I'm yeah. still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I don't know. I kind of got lost. <laughs> lost in the sauce. Yeah, you lost, lost in the, the wop. Yeah, lost in that wop, man. <laughs> Too much pussy juice on my mind. It's got me all fucked up. <laughs> no, but watching that video as a I don't want to stray too far away from the topic, ahead, but watching that video as a 12 year old or 10 oh year old, that would have been devastating for oh, me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have been in there just because I know what rap videos did to me, man. Watching yeah. rap videos as a little kid, it will make you look at women through a wrong, the wrong lens, man. Yeah, wrong lens. There was still a le- certain level of uncomfortability that came with that, of course. Like watching BT and then you know, I'd be in the living room or something, and then my mom would walk through, and I'm just like, oh god, oh god, here go. her shaking her ass, and my mom. I'm walking through here. Sliding credit cards down ass cheeks <laughs> and That's the midnight special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But let, let's get back on on, on par here with it. Um, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Not You don't have to be busy to be busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a state of mind than like yeah. from a literal sense. And um, oh, no. We, what we were talking about is people calling you mm-hmm. like when you're busy. Yeah. And they don't have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, basically, when Keith talks to me, he usually has something to offer in regards to the business that I'm building from the ground up yeah, or I'll have an observation or something I should do. And it's always cool. It's kind of a refreshing conversation. Yeah. Whereas other people it's just, it's not very good, man. I think, um, and this is something that I've probably done. Like I, I, the, the people that are my friends, they know that there's certain times when you can call me and I'm like you said, I may not be doing nothing, but I'm just not going to answer the phone. And yeah, then, that's OK. It's just like, yeah. And it's nothing against you. It's just it's more for personal preserva- preservation. Yeah. Um, But I forgot where I was going with this. No, you're good. Um, But basically, I want to <laughs> say <laughs> just forgetting points. Um, But basically, I want to say that. um. Like this has been something that's almost gone on, and what I realize is that I prior oh, okay I, I got it I prioritize just internally um, people's conversations. Hundred percent. So I know when Eddie hit me, it's probably about the pot. So it's yeah. like I'm, I'm tuned in. Like right. yo, like you know, let's chop it up some pre but some that pre production. But stuff. that doesn't always mean you have to answer the phone. Also, it could be yeah. like we could talk about this shit later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'll, but just the fact. I'm more likely to answer a conver- or answer a phone call from somebody that I know is going to yeah call me about about business about right. you know a, about an opportunity um versus somebody that's just going to call me to just just shoot the you know nonsense yeah. yeah so yeah yeah what's weird is with me and Keith is uh, I mean we've obviously known each other a very long time but we have like a working relationship. And the reason why it's a working relationship is because it's not like, oh, man, I hate Keith. I don't fuck with Keith unless we do the podcast. <laughs> it's not that. It's the fact that when you are trying to head in a certain direction in life, you realize that the people you're closest to are going the same direction. Yeah. 
So you tend to do things that complement where you're trying to go in life. That's why I'm not really I'm not really big on hanging with people that um, that and it's no this is no slight to nobody else that are caught up in working super hard for somebody else. Yeah. Like when you talked about that. Yeah. We're trying to if you're trying to grow a business or do something and you want to control all the cards and you're with somebody that takes pride in working for somebody else that makes way more money than them. I don't really I don't really have much. It's not I don't have anything against them. But where I'm trying to go, I like being around somebody that actually can understand that concept. Yeah. Getting it out the mud. Yeah, I think um, in, in you, I, you know, I've shot. I don't want to air nobody out, but, you know, I've had conversations with Eddie on the phone about certain people that I follow and that we follow or that we're friends with on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. they're just pushing other other entities yeah. um, above themselves. Like their yeah. social media turned into that, you know, that platform to boost whatever. It's just an advertisement mm-hmm. um, and not even a personal page anymore. And um, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. Right. But what, I, what I've realized is that if you put that, and we talked about it mm-hmm. on the podcast with Caesar about, you know, if you made your own hamburgers versus making McDonald's right. hamburgers, but the same, the same thing applies to people pushing, you know, these uh, other people's businesses and brands. If you put that same amount of effort into pushing whatever um, car company or whatever, as much as you're promoting that on your social media, if you did that um, for your own business, you'll be out of here. You make oh, so yeah. much money. It yeah. The, it's, it's like, I just don't really believe you should put more effort into somebody else's business than your own. If you're a person that's always working overtime and doing this, they don't appreciate you. They don't appreciate you because they just use you to make money for themselves. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you may make a little extra money, but they're making five times more than what you make. And here you are again. I just don't see why you would take it's an outdated business model to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's an outdated practice to take pride in building someone else's wealth and not your own. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, especially with this covid shit, like you just this it, the job market is so unpredictable. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. if not everyone has the capital to start their own company or do whatever they're going to do. But I think whatever you do have, try to make something of it. Yeah. Whatever it is, just try to, I don't know if you buy shoes, whatever you buy, if you, if you buy shoes and you spend a lot of money on shoes, turn that, turn it into like a shoe business. Try to find, find rare shoes, try yeah. to create, uh, create cleaning products for shoes. Do something, just do something for yourself outside of what you're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, unless we're related, um, or siblings or you mm-hmm. know, related through, through blood, mm-hmm. If you're not moving in this direction with me, it's going to be hard for us to hang out. Yes, yeah, nothing. Because if I'm here in the office and I'm doing something, if I'm writing, if I'm yeah. shooting a short film or something, I'm not going to be able to prioritize just hanging with you. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, you're my girl or something, then it's like there's a there's a certain obligation that comes with like being in a relationship. Yeah. And I genuinely want to be around you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You you solid. But um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but it, but outside of that, like other than that, like I'm if I'm hanging out with you, we either we're doing something productive. I can't we we I can't just be chilling. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. Um. But yeah, you get the gist of it. If, mm-hmm. if you don't have to be busy to be busy, it's more mm-hmm. of a mindset. Um. Wherever you're, if if you are preoccupied mentally and you're working on something, or even if you're sitting in your own thoughts, yeah, t- take that time to even if it's some form of meditation. Yeah. You need time to yourself. That's important. That doesn't mean you're not busy. So don't feel bad when you don't answer the phone. But if you're a person that 
will avoid a, a phone call from somebody and you're literally not doing nothing but scrolling through Instagram and looking at just junk. <laughs> you also want to look at yourself too. Because <laughs> you're, yeah, you're looking to entertain yourself. You got to figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, switching gears. Um, let me put this one first. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, don't be so reactionary. Uh-huh. Um, what we notice, especially whether it's with friends, relationships, whatever it is, um, or our, co- our, our colleagues or whoever, we're quick to respond, you know, with anger or, uh, or if we have a rebuttal with someone instead of actually thinking the situation through. Yeah. Like, let's say, for example, you know, you're with your wife or your girlfriend. She says some shit that's fucked up and you like you basically say, hey, that's fucked up. Why are you talking to me like that? What you do? But if you listen to her say something fucked up and you just stopped and you thought about it and you just let it go and you found a way to navigate like through that situation so you could respond in a very like such an eloquent manner that she would not have no like no choice but to respect it. Yeah. Because a lot of times what we do is we don't we got to make sure we watch our words, especially with people that we love and we care about. You know, because it's some dudes that might love their wife, but their wife say something real fucked up. And then they be like, fuck you, bitch. Right. Yeah. When they should have never said that. And you can't take that. And you can't, can't take, take that, that back, back mm-hmm. because that's not so much. Those words were not even in on your heart to say that. It wasn't on your heart to say that. Mm-hmm. That shit was at the front of your brain ready to fucking unload. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Don't be so reactionary because what you're doing also is you're allowing people to dictate how you're, yeah. how you're, how you're acting. Mm-hmm. The only the, the true power of not, of of a man or a woman, the true power as a human being is dictating how you respond to everything. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that because I've had situations where, you know, you'd be out somewhere enjoying yourself at a bar or whatever. And some dudes trying to start shit. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'll fuck you up, dude. What's up, bitch? What's up, yeah. bitch? And you're thinking like, OK, this guy's calling me a bitch. Mm-hmm. So what do I do here? Do I um, get in a physical altercation with this guy? Or do I simply just leave this establishment and go home? Yeah. And if you get to that space, it doesn't matter what those people in that bar, that club think. What matters is the fact that you went home and it was peaceful. But if the guy's following you, and he's trying to attack you. Now you got to fuck him up. Yeah. But you, by not being reactionary, you were able to live another day and fight a more important fight than with some idiot in a bar. Yeah. I think I think the Bible has something mentioning something about um, like being slow to anger. There you go. Um, I think that's uh, uber important. One of the things that um, with, that I that I've noticed is I feel like it's there's two people in in relationships, and this is not very this is not even gender specific, but I think there's two entities. There's one that is going to be the more um, logical person and then there's one that's going to be the the more emotional person so but but even sometimes a woman could be logical Uh, i know people personally that uh sometimes (laughs) where the man is just (laughs) (laughs) where the man is you know he just has so much trauma and you know anger and frustration built up in him from whatever it is maybe his dad left him or you know bad situation with his parents or something like that and they're bringing that into another relationship and then the woman is just like she's just always calm like you know you can hear the man yelling and the girl's like why like why are you yelling at me like exactly right tone uh, tone it down or whatever um but i think whom whomever that level-headed person is i think it's their job to make sure that 
at the at the end of that argument, you guys are still in a relationship. There you go. Um, and, you know, obviously there's times when you can get into an argument and that's the end of your relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, you guys probably shouldn't be in a relationship. But mm-hmm. um, having an argument is, you know, it's part of just dealing with people. These are 100%. You know, two different entities that are trying to uh, to bond together. And right. sometimes like you, you not, you're not seeing eye to eye on a certain situation. Right. But um, for the, like I said, for that person, that the level headed person, the, the logical person, they have to be um almost overcompensate for there how they're reacting to whatever exactly. that person is saying. And, and even, and sometimes, you know, those, um, rarely, I don't want to say rarely does it happen, but, um, when it comes to that emotional person, they not, not necessarily like the toxic stuff that they're saying, but just, just the tone of their voice can, um, can almost drive you to almost want to raise your voice and raise yeah, your exactly. tone and say something, you know, like it's it's almost like a competition in a sense. I right. think we're a very competitive human being. So if this person says, Well, you know, you shouldn't have done this, and well, you're like, Well, five months ago you did this, and you know, and then there it's just this go. back and forth situation. There you go. But like you said, you have to when you're when you're consuming this information, you it's almost like the lies we tell about, you know, what when our wife or our girlfriend or whatever ask us how do they look in the dress. You always have to say the complimentary thing. Right. You almost have to lie in an argument and, you know, and and, and say the most um, non-offensive right. thing that can also get your point across. There you so, go. So, um, yes, this is very tricky but nuanced thing when it comes to... Um, communication. Yeah, communication. And when you apply those things, like, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be much better. Because at a certain... Because when... When that person comes down off of that emotional high, right, they're going to be solid. But there you go. Like we said before, you can't take back the words that you said. One hundred percent. If you say "f you" or whatever, whatever it's disrespectful thing, at the end of that argument, they're still going to be remembering those things that you said. What you have to realize also is like a master communicator uh, or a person that's not so reactionary is the fact that the person you're talking to is used to the like the 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 back and forth, yeah. right? They're used to it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they've created like their conversation. You don't know whoever their ex-boyfriend or whoever it was um, that did this mm-hmm. or whoever it was. It could be an aunt and you don't know who her ex-husband or her friends or whoever they are. So when you're having a conversation with people and they and you could tell by the tone of how they're responding to you, you know, hey, this person wants to go back and forth. You could just say simply, hey, you're entitled to believe what you want. That's fine. Yeah. But then what you do. Is if you if you're not too sure of the the content of that conversation, go to Google, go to YouTube, go to whatever. I'm like, hey, remember that conversation we just had just right now? This is the reason why I said this. I yeah. said this only because of this, this, and this. Right? Yeah, this is the only reason why I said it. You're still entitled to believe what you want to believe, but this is why I said it. And it's up to them at that point to say, okay, Eddie, I understand why you did that, but. That doesn't normally happen with women. So you're going to get, you're going to get, why are you bringing it up again? I thought we were done with it. Yeah. But at the, it's just like, at the end of the day, don't be the one that bounces back and forth. You got to be, you have to control yourself. Yeah. I think, I think for me, what, what I don't want to do is be the person that always has to apologize. Yeah. That's not cool. So that's not cool. In order for me to, prevent myself from always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Think. Um, yes, exactly. You have to, th- <laughs> you have to think before you, you speak. And, you All know, right. sometimes these arguments, they happen through text message. They, they can mm-hmm. happen over the phone. They could even happen in person. And 
you mentioned this before also is that you you don't always have to respond immediately Mm-mm. we don't we don't always some of us are you know quick-witted quick thinkers and you you can process information very quickly in a certain situation but a lot of times we don't know how we're feeling or we don't have a real answer right in the moment right. and it's and it's perfectly okay to say like I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but I just don't, you know, let's talk about this some, some other time. Right. That, and, I, yeah. you know, I, and I've done something like that before. And then, like you say, you can actually sometimes what I'll do is um, Google my emotion or my feeling. Mm-hmm. And I see I'll, and it's not necessarily to get um, to f- figure out why you're doing it, but just to see if there's someone out there in the world that's experiencing exactly. something similar to you. Yeah, so there's so, certain... Yeah, legitimize your emotion. Yeah, certain Reddit posts or blog posts. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So, and it helps you process the information. So when you do return to that conversation or whatever, you're, you're, a little, you're, you're emotionally, um, your heartbeat is lower. Mm-hmm. Your temperament is, you're, in, you're just in a better place. Mm-hmm. And then when you express how you're feeling or when you do come back with an answer and, or a response, it's just much more thought out. A hundred percent. Polished. Yeah. It's, it's podcast material. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that that's a great point. I think that what makes this podcast pretty special is the fact that we, we do pre-production. Mm-hmm. Right. And what pre-production allows us to do is have these conversations off of the mic so we get a better grasp for what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. And it's no different than in life in general. You want to be well-versed on what you're talking about. And if you're not as well-versed as you should be, at least be able to reference something that'll bring you up to speed, you yeah. know? But taking the time to think is important. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's, it's just a prime example of that. Yeah. When you're reactionary and it's just off the... Like, imagine... This would be back podcast uh, content, but imagine... An article with Kanye comes across and be like, uh, uh, Kanye did X and Y. And I'm like, see, that's why Kanye will never be this because he always doing this. And it's like, I haven't taken the time to actually research why this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just just freaking hot pressing a hot button. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of actually waiting, like, wait, why did Kanye do this? And mm-hmm. if I don't actually know about it, I'm not going to bring it up. And, and then you're going to look dumb. You're going to be one of those people that has to apologize in the public later for saying something crazy about Kanye because you jumped the gun. Yeah. So. And yeah, like, that's it, like you said. And um, I think the biggest thing is that um, it's, uh, you know, that that cliche forgive and forget. Right. It's um, you you can't control really what you remember. A hundred percent. So you can forgive someone. But mm-hmm. that whole forget thing is just not it's not it's not even possible. It's just yeah. like when. When, you know, somebody, if you cheat on your partner, they right. can forgive you, but at the same time, they're going to have some sort of traumatic um, experience associated with, you know, 100%. imagine if I cheated on my girl and I got caught red handed and then um, I'm at the podcast, I'm at the podcast, it's eight o'clock right now, we're recording mm-hmm. a podcast yeah. and she's worried where I'm at. She right. hit me up and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm with Eddie or, you know, I'm, I'm recording a podcast. I right. got a FaceTimer. I got to send pictures. Right. It's in my location. I got to right. send a picture of my watch, like all yeah. kind of stuff. So that's yeah. uh, so that's the hard part. So it's just better not to do the, the, the say the crazy thing and not to do the reactionary thing because um, it just makes your life so much more smoother. A hundred percent. Yeah. Got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears. Um, recently, a uh, logic uh, basically came out and talked about um, how people like uh, Joe Budden, we talked about the Joe Budden situation, but also Charlemagne, how they were basically complicit in um, 
damaging his mental, mental health. health. Yeah. And uh, he did an interview was years ago and Logic was talking about, you know, he's just very vocal about like what he grew up, how he grew up and he don't talk about drugs in the house. And he mentioned mm-hmm. that his sister, one of his sisters had gotten raped and things of that nature, mm-hmm. which is terrible to bring up. I personally wouldn't want to do it, but he did bring it up. He's just very upfront with his, about his life. Mm-hmm. And then to make a long story short, to, um, Charlamagne was like, man, that's crazy, man. Who raped your sister? And I think that is probably the most ignorant, um, just dumbest, most non, most mindless question you could ask someone. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, well, he brought it up. But the topic of rape is so motherfucking sensitive yeah. that for you to ask that question, it's almost like you doubling down on one to know about that, which is completely ignorant. You want to know why it's ignorant? I'm a truck driver. I'm not a media personality. And just a week ago, we had Brent on here. Yeah. And Brent had brought up the fact that he was raped. That's a traumatic experience. I didn't double down on it and say, man, so how was that? Yeah. I didn't do that mm-hmm. because I realized that's a situation that only he, I can't quantify that situation by asking him a bunch of questions. Yeah. I think it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It's ill-advised and it's poor. It's a poor job by Charlemagne. As much as I... Uh, respects a lot of his work. I think he's a fucking moron. And I'll mm-hmm. just come out and say it. Um, you could you could look at someone and say, "Hey, I respect what they do," and I also don't respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlemagne talks about mental health and stuff. I think that's great, but he also needs to come. F- uh, he needs to be upfront about how fucked up he is in the head because some of the shit that he's saying, like he he has all these people talking about mindfulness and all of this, but then he won't. He can't. It's like he doesn't want to atone for the things he's done. I'm not saying, you know, um, he should be begging for people's forgiveness, but he doubled down on the fact that he didn't find a problem with what he said to, yeah. to Logic about his sister being raped. He that was is, saying that it, 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 it didn't have context context when it was floating around. The it, was floating around. it wasn't no context to it. I just asked him, so who raped your sister? Yeah. He was talking about it. So just because he brought it up, does it make it okay for you to ask who the fuck did it? Yeah, that's you're, weird. You're asking who did it as if... He's going to, oh, it was James Jenkins, and he lived over on the fifth floor. You don't even know these people. What, what difference does what it matter? What difference does it mean? You don't even know. It's just a stupid fucking question, and you were a piece of shit for doing it. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. I just, I'm right there with you. I think that um, um, as far as Charlemagne, he, he, he's, what he's doing in the mental health space is extremely important, and it, it's, um, I, I haven't seen a therapist, but just the, the awareness that he's putting on therapy and in, in, in you know, being aware and self-awareness right. and all these things is extremely important. Um, but it's almost, it's almost like, um, the, the therapist that's really messed up or, right. you know, the contradictory lifestyle versus, you know, or the, the pastor that's sleeping with, you know, the people in the church or whatever. Right. It's just, that's a, the same situation that's going on here. Um, and it, it's very unfortunate because, a lot of these people are affected negatively by the things that he's, he said and done. Right. And, and he, he walks this line, you know, so one day he'll, um, or the breakfast club in general, or, you know, obviously they say he didn't make her cry as far as like little mama. Um, uh, you know, again, logic and, uh, and many other guests that have come on and they've rubbed him the, the the Floyd Mayweather situation, releasing the, the, the the audio of he was Floyd in his thirties doing that shit too yeah it's ridiculous yeah releasing the audio of Floyd Mayweather struggling to read and all these things um 
and he's never like you said he's never really atoned for for any of these things no well i think when floyd mayweather that situation came about the way he apologized or the way he he spoke about it was not necessarily like yo i'm sorry for putting it out it was more so like i'm sorry for like the the way it blew up kind of thing yeah so and that's just, that's the way he generally apologizes to people or doesn't apologize to people yeah um and same thing with lodging and, and, and for you to be a person that speaks so frequently about mental health um and to be single-handedly or one of two people that are um single-handedly you know causing logic you know the utmost mental illness i i don't really see how you could double down yeah on the statements that you're saying you should be the one that you know trying to extend your hand trying to get him the help he needs or doing what you right. can do um as part of uh you know black men in america or, or whatever culture you want to couple yourself with or you know hip-hop you know the hip-hop community right. you should be the one trying to extend your hand to get him the help he needs and if you're the person causing the the distress on him, then all you have to do is change your tune. Hundred percent. And then what made what made it really lame because I listened to the last podcast from Brilliant Idiots. Shout yeah. out, shout out to them. So see, this is the thing. I got you could love somebody in regards to you know in, in a, from the media or um, somebody that does pretty much the same line of work as you. You could respect them, but you're not canceling the whole person, but you're calling them out. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Then. He went down a pipeline because I guess they had mentioned that, you know, uh, uh, Logic had said something homophobic. So he had to reach back. I don't know how many years to find the audio audio of uh, Logic saying that, you know, he really didn't agree with two men kissing and talking about it on a rap song or something like that. And I don't know how many years ago. I think it was like seven years ago or something, Mm -hmm. six, seven years ago. And he basically called him like homophobic for that. He said, well, see this video, this is here. So I knew I wasn't wrong when I brought this up. He just wanted to be right. He just wanted to be right so bad. And not to mention the podcast they released was late Mm -hmm. and it was late because he needed to install this, uh, this situation um, and and put, install it in the podcast a day later when he had found more information. Mm -hmm. It's like, how much do you need to stroke your own motherfucking ego. Mm-hmm. You asked a dumb fucking question about who ripped it. Can you imagine if something happened traumatic to a woman in your family? Imagine, Charlemagne, something happened to your wife or your daughter. And someone says, so who raped your wife? Charlemagne, who raped your daughter? Mm-hmm. Now you see how fucking stupid it is. That's yeah. a dumb fucking question. How can I, as a truck driver and and potential media uh, superstar, um, <laughs> how could I... <laughs> how could I have more of a moral compass to not ask somebody about a traumatic experience. See, when when Brent was talking about his experiences, I wasn't trying to suppress or bring things out. I wanted him to only give as much as he was willing to give. Yeah. And that's the way you should handle these conversations. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, and we spoke about this, is the, the tone in which... Um, they carry interviews on the Breakfast Club when they don't care for the person. That's exactly. On there. So Charlemagne doesn't listen to Logic. I no. don't know how many. I don't know if you've ever, probably never heard a song outside of the songs that may pop up on the radio or something like right. that. Right. Like on, even on the podcast, he didn't even know the name of his album. I don't believe that. I think Charlemagne's full of shit. I think he's a a, a hip hop head, and I think he was doing that as as, a, as an attempt to further disrespect Logic. Mm-hmm. You see, when people don't respect you or they don't like you, they will do extra things to show the world that they don't like you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mean to stop you there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an interview with Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield is a very accomplished actor. He's in a lot of movies. He's in another movie coming out right Fred now. Fred Hampton. Yeah, yeah. So he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. And they had him on a breakfast club and they just treated him like shit. Yeah. It was disgusting. They had Post Malone on there twice. Treated Post Malone like shit. Mm-hmm. They had and, and they do this to people they don't respect. Mm-hmm. Which I find ridiculous, but they, or even even accomplished people, yeah, like um, Donnell Rawlings goes on. He's one of the best comedians, yeah. you know, out right now. And every time he goes on there, it's just a, uh, it's like a yep. circus. But it show it's basically due to Charlemagne's mental health. It's it sucks so bad that he said this himself on the last podcast. Go listen to Brilliant Idiots. He said that he doubles down on people when he can smell when he tastes blood. Mm-hmm. That's a psychological problem that he has yet to overcome at the age of forty-two years old. You, t- if if somehow this gets across and Charlemagne can hear this, which he probably won't, you need to get your shit together, man. You're too fucking old yeah. to still have these problems, and you're still trying to draw negativity out of people. You are too fucking old and setting your ways. Mm-hmm. And the last time you got you got checked for it, somebody had punched him. Two weak dudes, but. Mm-hmm. He got security now, and and he probably probably feels a little more safe. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to cut that bullshit out, man. Yeah, I just I just don't I don't, like I said the um the the this the tone in which you know he's speaking to guys like Post Malone, Post Malone. Keith, and um you know a, a guy like uh a guy like Logic. Just the, when you when you when you're if you don't understand what we're saying, all you have to do is watch the interview with Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, and then couple that with the interview with a Post Malone or a Logic, right? And you'll see even even like literally the tone in his voice like, way different because he the, like the way he speaks to Nipsey Hussle is just so much you respect, know, respect. quiet. Um, yeah, and then when he talks to a guy like Logic, he's like, "Hey, who the hell raped your sister?" It's like, yeah, if you don't respect somebody, don't have them on the fucking platform. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that me and Keith have that we don't have people on here that we don't respect. Yeah. So I, I enjoy the fact that we control this platform so much mm-hmm. that we don't have every Joe Blow on here. Like if we and it's no disrespect to anybody that has talked or asked to be on a podcast or whatever. But everyone we have or we've had on here, we always respect them. Mm-hmm. We let them talk. We don't cut them off. And what I noticed with Nipsey, who Nipsey is, I, I love Nipsey. But when Nipsey was on there, he was quiet. He was listening. When uh, what's the other doctor was it well doc- researched also. Well, new, very yeah. new books he read. New- right. Names of albums, music, all all the above. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he, he'll be reciting lines from the lyrics. Everything. Mm-hmm. He's he's very he's very respectful to certain people. Uh, was it Doctor? Was it Boyce Watkins or whoever? Mm-hmm. Very quiet. Very respectful when he's on. Jay Z was on there. Jay Z. Yeah, all these people. Mm-hmm. Basically, he'll be re- he picks and chooses who he's respectful to. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me. Like Keith said, let, we'll go watch the Nipsey interview and then go watch Post Malone. And then also watch one of Mac Miller's uh, conversations where he said, so he said something because uh, he was dating, um, what's what's old girl's name? Ariana Grande. He's dating Ariana Grande. He said something, something like, so you ain't sma- you ain't letting nobody smash your girl or whatever the case. And he's like, hey, 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 man, don't talk about my girl like that. Yeah. And this is what Charlemagne does. So Charlemagne is battling between therapy and being a piece of shit <laughs> he needs to get his shit together if i seen him face to face i say look i respect you dude you do a great job but you gotta stop being a piece of shit also <laughs> period <laughs> if he like and look i could tell him that because he said he likes people being transparent and being honest yeah so i'm being honest mm-hmm. what's your deal man well, why do you think it's okay to ask somebody who raped your sister and then years later you double down on the fact that you're not wrong about it that's I think fucking ignorant. I think ignorant. it's unfortunate too that um, that uh, the the 
conversation surrounding or on the podcast with his co-host and then with um, mm-hmm. with Taylor, it wasn't it wasn't really holding him accountable for for the things that he said. Yeah, because he was asking, he was like, "Hey, you know, Andrew, you're you're um, you're a very honest person." Andrew Schultz, and he, then he was just like, he, he was like, "I don't see a problem with it." Andrew's the wrong fucking person to ask. You ask a comedian that takes literally nothing fucking serious. Mm-hmm. Andrew is a, and here's the thing: Andrew is almost in the same boat as him. Because the difference is with me and Keith, we crack jokes, we fuck around, but we have more of a inline demeanor. And mm-hmm. with Andrew, he goofs off so fucking much. He's one year older than me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take anything. He's the wrong motherfucking guy to ask. Wrong mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. I don't see a, I don't see a problem with it. So you don't see a problem with another man asking somebody about their sister. And because and think about it is he brought it up. Yeah. Right? Logic did it's true. Logic brought it up, which maybe is not the best thing. Yeah. I personally don't think that's something you should put on front street. So let me hold logic accountable in that. But I, I think that, you know, those those kind of like Brent was saying, it took him 10 years or so to get to a position where right, he's able to talk to it, talk right. about it. But so I think that having the ability to talk about those traumatic experiences are very powerful. That's true. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to do a deep dive into to, to whatever he's saying. A hundred percent. Especially if he said it in his music. A hundred percent. And if he said it on a surface level, like, hey, I don't know what the lyric is, but, you know, such and such, my sister got raped. Right. And then and that's all we have. Then that's all he's probably comfortable with revealing. One thousand percent. Not only that. What the hell is that noise? The, the guy's out there yelling again. This fucking guy. Uh, but I think that, yeah, like like he said, if, if he's comfortable putting that out there, then that's all we need to know. We can't resolve the situation. It's already happened. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. Two, us being investigative journalists doesn't fix the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So, for, for you know, for me, like, uh, yeah, so so who did this? All you're doing is you're, you're being disrespectful in the most heightened way possible. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope the best for Charlemagne, man. I hope he could actually get his shit together. And, and speak to a therapist that could get through his thick skull that that <laughs> shit was fucking stupid. And I hope that the people that are around him that know about the situation could say, Charlemagne, that was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to say something. I don't know who. You know, maybe a woman, a woman that actually has been through something traumatic should tell him, no, that was a very fucking stupid question. You know? But yeah. yeah. There's that. Uh... Uh, switching gears. This will be the last topic here. Where are we at, man? One thirty. Oh, okay, not too bad. Um, um, the last one here. Oh, don't put anyone ahead of your purpose. So don't put anyone over your purpose. And what I mean by that is, if you found out that your purpose is um, creating an apparel brand, or it's create, or or podcasting and actually making a career out of it, or whatever the case is. If you are starting to date someone, whatever, they should only add to the energy um, in regards to going where you want to go. You should never halt what you're doing for someone else. Yeah. Period. There's a lot of people that like, I wanted to be a singer, you know, but and all of a sudden you see they get a girlfriend or woman gets a boyfriend and they spend more time pandering to the person they're with instead of chasing their goals. Yeah. If I don't look, man, if I got with a chick right now and she was in a, some kind of professional career, it would be it would hurt me. But I'd rather break up with her so she could chase her <clears throat> dreams than be with me holding her back. Yeah, that's real. I think, um, you know, when it comes to to that situation, it's if if these if that um, relationship isn't aligned with your goals, then I think you like you say, you guys should just 
part ways. Yeah. Because we, especially at our age, you know, I'm in my late twenties, you're in your, your mid thirties. When we're coming into relationships now, we already have our minds set on what we're wanting to do. There you go. I'm not 16, 17 years old, 17 years old where yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, look for some WAP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying um, to get some WAP. A WAP with a purpose. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we're not young anymore. So we, when we're coming in or when we're meeting people, we already have our goals. We already have our podcast. We already have you know, you know, business licenses and, you know, offices and all these kind of things. We already have, you know, things going on for ourselves. So if that person isn't isn't aiding those those situations or trying to help you improve or and um, or, you know, just supporting you from a distance, then that that person is probably not for you. There's going to yeah. be you know, there's going to be somebody out there that that will do that. But it, and it's almost it's just bad for you because. Yeah. It takes so much time. Like we we talk about our podcast throughout the week. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not a crazy amount of time. It doesn't, you know, take, it's not an eight hour a day kind of thing. But God, so yeah. much noise. <laughs> it's a Sunday night. God damn. <laughs> That's the most shitty sounding motorcycle ever. That motherfucker's like, ah. I'm a, that that, that bike run off beans or something? <laughs> the fuck? That was funny. It's like somebody gargling, gargling, uh, fucking mouthwash. Li- yeah, that, that bike run off Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but yeah, if 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 somebody's not, um, like I said, it, it just takes so much effort to, for this podcast. You know, we we've been here for probably about three and a half hours now, and mm-hmm. then we'll probably leave in another hour and a half to two hours mm-hmm. um so that you know that's a that's a work day for mm-hmm. us so if somebody if the the person that you're in a relationship isn't comfortable with you putting this amount of time on a sunday night you right. know when you could be doing whatever you could be hanging out or 100 you know just watching netflix or whatever with them or just spending quality right. time with them if they're not comfortable with you out in the world you know trying to better yourself then that's that's just not the person it's not going to work yeah. it's not going to work it's just like it's so many things like for example that's why I like with me i can't be in any type of relationship unless it's with a woman that has a vision for herself yeah you know what i mean like i mean from a professional sense you know because if she does she's going to understand what i'm trying to do yeah and why it's so serious to me yeah. it won't be like why are you doing that i don't get why you're doing it. I mean, what's the big deal i don't see what's going on we should yeah. be hanging out i don't know because they don't understand she, that investment because they've probably been around men that just have so much idle time and don't really have anything going on besides them. Yeah. One, one thing I'm sure, you know, whenever you get into a relationship that your partner is going to be able to um, respect it much more because it's not only you. You're not only you go. going out and, um, you know, trying to build brands and trying to do right. things for yourself, trying to build a podcast, um, et cetera. You're also going to be able to empower her. So wow, whatever point. whatever yeah. idea she had, maybe she wanted to yeah. freaking you know have a juice bar or something. Right like there, that. you go. And you're gonna be I'll be able to fund pre- that. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna be funny. You're gonna press her to be right. like, hey, like you know, whatever you're doing as, as far as your career is fine. If you love doing it, do it. Right. But on this, you know, on your spare time, it's also okay to own a juice bar. It's also okay to there you, you, know, you want a Rio, you want an acai bowl or something. There you, know, you go. You can, you can you can do you can do all those things. Um, because you've, it's almost like that, um, that saying, they say you, you can't love someone until you love yourself. I feel 100%. like you can't empower somebody until you empower yourself. One million fucking percent, Keith. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's keep, where I'm at with it. That's true. It, it's nothing for me to be like. I, I have less energy to be like. Let me go out and get my girl a Gucci bag, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I much rather be like, oh, oh, you want that? Okay, here's ten grand. You wanna, you wanna start this this cart, this food cart? Yeah. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Because I know that that investment is important to you, mm-hmm. and it's gonna grow your. It's gonna grow what you're doing. Yeah. You know, whatever the case. Like yeah, that's why I was saying with the with um, what's the girl uh. We I f- forget her name, but we talked about her. She's the one that had the book that was like still in. She was copywriting or she was infringing on other people's. Oh fuck that I, one! The one chick I forgot her name. Instagram Sim- famous Simone is it something? B Simone. B Simone, yeah, B Simone. Yeah. yeah so um, with her, obviously, what she was saying as far as like the whole nine to five and she want to want entrepreneur it was kind of it was because it was her and because a lot of stuff surrounding her and the way she looked and all these things, we kind of attacked her for it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, I think what she was saying was kind of aligning with what we're saying. 100%. She just wants somebody that she can, that, that understands the grind of an entrepreneur, somebody right. out here trying to be, trying to work for themselves. I get it. Um, but all the stuff she was doing surrounding it, it just kind of screwed up the actual yeah, conversation. I, th- I think she had a, a great point, but I think that she diluted the point when she plagiarized the book. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Plagiarism has been frowned upon since I don't know when. Yeah, since the beginning of times. Yeah. yeah. I, this is completely I don't know why I thought about this. this. My brain is so fucked up. But you think about people that are um what what do you call it uh mis well, not not sexual misconduct, but harassment. Uh-huh. You know that book uh Green Eggs and Ham? Yeah, that is like the perfect example of like harassment. Because they kept trying to press him to eat the nasty ass eggs. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> I will not eat them in a box. Yeah. I will not eat them in a fox. I will not eat them here nor there. I will not eat them anywhere. People are like, man, how many times you got to tell this motherfucker no? Hey, man, you got to be persistent out here. Man, <laughs> that was correct. Cr- dude, that is like the definition of harassment. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> As they said, I, I didn't read the article, but they were saying um, that they're trying to, uh, I guess it's like a reverse cancel culture. I forget the term they use, but yeah. in comic books. So they're going back in, in, yeah. in the history of all the comic books and trying to, yeah. you know, dis, you know, get rid of certain books and storylines and stuff. I'm oh, just wow. Like, Dang, man. I feel like, I feel like, um, so in school there was, and I don't want to stray too far away no, from the no, topic. No, you're good, but, man. You're good. Um, the, in school, we watched watch this movie called Birth of a Nation, and you're familiar mm-hmm. with it as oh, far yeah. as the racial the racial undertones and the racial terrible. overtones oh, that yeah. are that are in the movie, the blackface and all, all this stuff that that goes on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we put it in a certain regard. We're watching it when you're in film school. You watch that movie because it's like cinematic brilliance. It's one of the it's like the first movie to do these kind of things as far as different shots and stuff and stuff that we're still using in 2020 that I think it was in the 1940s or something oh, where, yeah. that that movie was made, but stuff that we're still, we're still using um, today was invented in that movie, but we still watch the movie as much as me as a black man. I don't want to see people in God damn. Man, well, these motherfuckers shut up. <sighs> Um, but yeah, as much as me as a black man don't want to see, you know, white people in blackface and, you know, white yeah. men, white people disrespecting black people. Um, and that movie single handedly drove millions of people to join the KKK. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah as much as I don't want to, you know, witness something like that, 
we still put it in a certain regard. You right. know, it's still a movie that we as, you know, film students, we still we still have to watch. So I say that to say in the context of, you know, them canceling uh, comic books and them trying to take uh, TV shows off the air and stuff like that. Um, we just have to put them in a certain place. It's like and put an asterisk next, asterisk next to it, basically saying like, yo, yeah. this was in a certain time. And, you know, this was a certain place in history mm-hmm. where we would do those things. But we don't do that no more. So 100 mm-hmm. percent um, to uh, switch uh, back to what we we're saying. Um uh, not putting anyone above your purpose. I think that if the person that's meant for you is going to respect that, mm-hmm. because as long as I stay aligned with my purpose, then I could be a better husband slash boyfriend or human being. Yeah. Um, so you'll be so much happier. A hundred percent. I'll be so much happier and I could actually, um, take that energy and apply it towards, you know, like, you know what I've been in, I've been doing this for 17 hours a day, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been empowering myself this time and I've been, creating my business but you know what i'm gonna go take my girlfriend out of town let's go to the beach let's go do that and i think that um like i mentioned i think the person you're meant to be with or whatever okay they're gonna respect that i think uh, one day i was talking to one of my friends and we were just talking about our relationships and we were saying like one thing um um that we would or we do like is the fact that we're so active working right and there's uh, an opportunity to, to to move away from your partner and like do things independently of your partner. But the beautiful thing about that is that when you're not around them, you almost like want to be around them more. Right. So if you're out doing a podcast late at night, yeah. and then, you know, you have an opportunity to go to home to your wife or your girl or whatever. Right. Or, you know, you're taking a trip to L.A. to, you know, pick up some merchandise or whatever the case may be. Once you do finally sit down with your wife, it's like you, you got things to talk about. One million percent. You know, you, you're actually excited to see them because 100%. you haven't seen them in so long. But if you're just constantly around them and you're not actually doing those things independent right. of your relationship, then there's nothing. I, I think there. the person, if you're always up under somebody, they're not going to respect you because you're suffocating them. Yeah. And I think that that would suck. Um, not to mention, I think that when you are genuinely in your purpose doing things for yourself she's, and, and, and she's doing whatever she's doing for herself mm-hmm. and you're genuinely busy away from each other, it does make it more organic yeah it's not like you being fake like i gotta spend this much time so i could still be interested in whoever i'm it's a genuine exchange Mm -hmm. you know versus people that's all infatuated i think i've seen some videos it's it's these unhealthy videos going around on social media they'd be like when bay leave the house for five minutes bay what are you doing (laughs) and it's like this is weird no most people are like yes what? When Bay leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I could get that walk. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, Bay got that dop. I'm ready to get that wop. The what? The dop. What's that? Dry ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Cardi came out with a dry. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, the song is catchy. I will say that much, though. I think it, I think it moved the culture. I mean, we're, we've said WAP, you know, 15 times on this podcast. So it's it's one of those things that just, it's, it's, it's one of those, um, the situation where it's like an angel on one shoulder and then the little devil on the other shoulder. Angel on one shoulder, WAP on the other shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. But yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's just to sum it all up. It's uh, it's just mindless content. It's not con- it's not content that you want to be consuming regularly. Nah, 
Well, um, folks, it looks like we came to the end of this one. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening to the yes, Trucker's sir. Mind Podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. My name is... Oh, my God. I'm so brain dead. Jesus, one. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fings. We're out of here. Peace.